Hello, namaste, assalamualaikum. Welcome to Cricket for Us. We give you the latest cricket news, and today we're doing our cricket roundup with Daniel. And we have to start with what happened on Saturday in the Test match between India and Australia. Daniel, did you think there was going to be a time where India was 36 all out with people like Virat Kohli, Chiteshwar Pujara, Sahab? Uh, Rahane in the team and they they all get blown away well if I would have known I would have set the alarm for an earlier time but uh, when I woke up India's innings was already over so it was really surprising for me I missed it I would have really enjoyed it so would have everybody in Pakistan and around the world because it's something that doesn't happen regularly and nobody would have expected it with the type of batting lineup India has uh it's something that won't happen again with India. They might not get bundled out for below 100 as well. So I think uh, Australia did bowl well. Uh, Hazelwood bowled well, but I think it was more the strokes that Indians played and the irresponsibility they showed. Uh, Virat Kohli got out and nobody else stood up. So yeah, it was really, really surprising. But kudos to Australia. Uh, Tim Payne, really happy for him. Uh, nobody rates him really high in test cricket, but he performed well with the bat. He uh, he took seven catches and uh, the credit goes to him eventually. It goes to the bowlers as well, but it goes to the captain as well. So, uh, congratulations to Australia. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Pat Cummins, Hazelwood, uh, they wouldn't be bowling at the times they were bowling if the captain didn't kind of decree that. So, that's that's very true. He is a very good wicketkeeper and his captaincy uh, Tim Payne's captaincy keeps improving over and over over the past couple of years. So it's it's really good to see him uh, good with the bat as well. So 73, uh, not out, didn't get out in that first innings at all. Right, okay. So we've got the second India-Australia game uh, in the next few days. I personally think from this point onwards, I don't see India winning any matches, especially if Virat Kohli is, uh, has uh, gone back. Um who would you bring in instead of Virat Kohli? Just, just a question. Well, firstly, Virat Kohli gone is really a big blow. Mm -hmm. uh, they, and plus, they won't get Australia in the position they had them uh, in the first test match, getting them out under 190. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I need to know what uh, which batsmen they have in the squad. So, KL uh, Rahul. They have KL Rahul. Uh, they have Shubman Gill. Uh, so, it, it'll be one of these two because Rohit Sharma still isn't fit. Yeah, Rohit Sharma is a big blow too, but uh, I think between the two, KL Rahul should be the one. He he's got he's been in form in the T20s, uh, not been that good in the Test matches. But if you compare the two of them, Shubman Gill is too young to you know make a debut in Australia in these tough conditions. So I'd prefer KL Rahul, and he plays in a, he plays in a similar position as Virat Kohli, and he's experienced as well. So maybe KL Rahul would he obviously he couldn't replace Virat Kohli, but he'd be a good substitute for him. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't see India winning from here. Not without the passion and the leadership of Virat Kohli. And plus, I think they had the best chance uh, any overseas team could have had by getting Australia out cheaply. So, they wasted it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. By the way, also, I just wanted to mention that Mohamed Shami is out of this entire tour of India to uh, Australia. And they've got uh, Navdeep Saini and Mohamed Siraj in the wings. Both of them have not made his, their debuts in test cricket. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I personally think that they could give a chance to Navdeep Saini, but I wouldn't doubt if they try and consider Natarajan, who 
debuted in the ODIs and the T20s. Maybe this is his tour. Maybe he needs to uh, debut in this uh, test match uh, for India as well because Shami's out and Ishan Sharma was already out. So Umesh Yadav had to come in. So it's Bumrah, Yadav, Ashwin. Who, who, who do you bring in? Do you go with, uh, with one of uh, Saini or Siraj? Or do you think someone like Natarajan could potentially debut? I'd go with uh, Saini, but it's a huge blow. If first Ishan Sharma and then Mohamed Shami, the front line two bowlers are out. Uh, so it's a huge blow. Virat Kohli going as well. So it's going to be really difficult for India. But I'll go with the extra pace of Saini. It would be difficult for him, uh, but uh, I'll back him. I've got a question for you. Just uh, one that I just thought of. Kofi Jadeja is fit. Do you think he should play in uh, the test matches? I think he should. He's got a lot of experience. Uh, and he could chip in with the bat and the bowl, plus his influence in the field. And with pro players going like uh, uh, Virat Kohli and Shami now, they need some experience. So, yeah, uh, Ravinder Jadeja is a good pick. Yeah. Uh, India's fielding has not been great throughout this entire tour. So, someone like Jadeja coming back and with his fielding impetus, that'll be great for, uh, for India. And last question about the India-Australia game. They played with Rhythm and Saha as the wicketkeeper in this match. Would you replace him with Rishabh Pant or would you say stick with Saha? I'll stick with Saha because Rishabh Pant, again, is a bit immature in the batting. Uh, I think I'd get Saha another go at it and uh, maybe in the next match as well, I'd go with Saha because he's experienced and he knows he's played in Australia before, so he knows about the conditions. And it's tough batting conditions. If uh, the likes of Virat Kohli uh, have failed, Rishabh Bant is not known for his test match batting skills. So I'd go with Saha, definitely. Okay, no problem. Right, now we get to uh, uh, the Pakistan-New Zealand series. So the two T20s have happened already. And uh, Pakistan have lost both of them. The only shining light in the first game was the lower order standing up, which was Shadab Khan, uh, Imad Wasim, and Fahim Ashraf. And in this instance, the second T20, we had uh, <laughs> um, Muhammad Yusuf scoring Muhammad a brilliant... Uh, Afiz. <laughs> Muhammad Afiz scoring a brilliant 99, not out, uh, batting like the boss that he actually is. The rest of the Pakistan side scoring 63 or 64 runs, at a strike rate of 100 and him scoring at over 170 and getting those 99 runs. Unlucky he didn't get 100, but definitely I think what he did today showed that it's not that hard to bat on these pitches. You saw the New Zealand batsman play, Tim Seifert, 84, uh, Kane Williamson, 57, both of them not out. Pakistan lost by nine wickets. But I think one thing Pakistan may need to reconsider, and I need your opinion on that, is should they play both of these youngsters right at the top of the order um, in, in this type of situation where Pakistan are inexperienced uh, with the opening partnership or even the third batsman that comes in because it's Haider Ali or it's Abdullah Shafiq. Do you think Pakistan needs to make a couple of changes, bring in someone else? And do you agree with Mohammed Rizwan opening? Well, firstly, it was really, really disappointing. The same type of dismissal is happening, uh, happening in the first match and in the second match as well. But, you know, the most problematic point uh, today was seeing that often people say that whoever performs in the domestic circuit should get a chance to play for Pakistan. 
and a really scary point is that your top batsman abdullah shafiq he scored a century on debut he was in good form and hader ali who has been regarded as the next big thing in batting for pakistan in the limited overs format they were just really really pathetic abdullah shafiq was looking so nervous he was looking so scared he came out to bat he got uh, ducks in both of the matches and if you look at the shot he played today he he just looked like he he was really scared and nervous he he tried to pull us he was double minded he tried to pull a ball that was outside the off stump yeah. and hader ali i don't know what he he's thinking what he considers himself he goes out there and he just thinks that he's going to smash every ball for six so that was really really disappointing to see that this is the top talent that we have and this talent cannot survive at the very uh, top level so it was really heart disheartening and disappointing but pakistan really needs to Uh, uh solve the issues right at the top the first three or four overs we saw saudi swing the ball in one of the over and he got two wickets so if they could just uh get through the first six overs without losing too many wickets and getting to 36 or 40 runs i think we can do a bit better but uh, as we have seen in the two matches anything below 180 190 for this new zealand team is not enough so pakistan really needs to regroup as far as replacing look this is the best 11 you could have had uh, just replace uh, rizwan with maybe safraz uh, some people think that but i don't think that that needs to be done we often forget that safraz ahmed did not have a single good innings in the last few years uh, he maybe had just 150 so now we see rizwan not performing so we, we forget about safraz and all of his failures then we bring in safraz then we'll see his failures we'll think about kamran akmal we'll bring back kamran akmal and then we'll forget about safraz and then we we I, i was just looking through facebook today and everybody wrote the 11 series streak that safraz had made but i still remember four or five months back everybody was cursing safraz and saying that he has nothing to do with the 11th uh, series streak and he needs to go he isn't performing and now everybody has forgotten about that so i don't think that they need to make a lot of uh, changes uh, definitely not in the bowling department wahab riaz was rusty but again he he's your t20 specialist you don't know when he would perform he's not ideally suited for these conditions where the ball is coming along really fast from the pitch and the boundaries are short but he's an experienced bowler and you need him there i think maybe the main difference i would make was uh, if we win the toss we should bowl first because we we've been failing well batting first i was listening to the commentators and they made a really valid point that when pakistan bats first they don't know how to go how, what approach to take in the batting they want to score 200 runs to 10 runs but if they bowl first they know what the target is maybe they overdo when they bat first like we saw hader ali doing today if new zealand got out on 140 150 maybe hader ali may had gone in with a different approach so i think the toss needs to be reconsidered uh, no need to make a lot of changes this is the best squad we have so I don't know what they're going to do in two days, but uh, hopefully Pakistan can come up with a better performance. No, I I, I completely think uh, what you're saying makes sense. I don't agree with not making changes, but I understand where you're coming from. I would genuinely consider the fact that Wahab Riaz should be rested and Hasan to be given a chance at least. Or Hasan is a what... similar type of bowler. He's fast and he he just bowl bounces, but I don't think that would work against. Okay. New Zealand in their home conditions, so they're both similar types of bowlers. So I'd go with Bahabras. Okay, no, no, fair, fair enough. And uh, one point about the Sarfaraz thing is uh, very interesting because I remember those memes and everything saying Sarfaraz has no 
issue being. Uh, he did absolutely nothing at for that streak. And now everyone is remembering it, thinking he needs to be in the T20 squad. He needs to do this. And I'm of that mindset as well. But I've been of that mindset straight away because I don't think Rizwan can bat very well in T20s. I was surprised when he played so well in the National uh, T20 Cup. Uh, but yeah, maybe Pakistan go with that mindset. No, we, this is our best 11. Let's just stick with this. Let's see what happens. But it's surprising that New Zealand, the, their man of the match from the previous game, as soon as their main players came in, they just all left. They left, left everyone out and brought their main players in. Do you think, well, I was just going to say, that's a very bold move, isn't it? To say, yeah, we beat you with our B team. Now our A team's here. They're going to beat you again. I don't think it was their B team, to be honest. They were good players. They were playing in their home conditions. They were good bowlers. And uh, he, we saw the confidence that Duffy had. He, yeah. he was good in the field as well. So he, he was really confident. He looked like a good player, he, a composed player. Just coming back to the Safras point, I think I'd rather have Kamran Akmal than both of these players in the, uh, in the T20 squad. I think he, he deserves a position and he plays better than both of them. Uh, and he, he's experienced too. So I'd rather have Kamran Akmal there. But again, yeah, uh, New Zealand, it was really a shock for me as well. But it just shows how good a team they are, how, how good planning they are doing for the World Cup. They have so many players, while on the other hand, Pakistan can't even choose the best 11 at the moment. So that's a huge difference. But again, no, if you bring New Zealand in the UAE, it would be a totally different result. So again, it, it yeah. really depends on the situation. And the World Cup would be in the subcontinent. So, they're just testing the players, how each player plays in different conditions. So, yeah, but really, uh, a really strong New Zealand squad. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of the strong New Zealand squad, there is some hope for Pakistan, I think, because in the A game between Pakistan A, the Shaheens, and New Zealand A, Pakistan actually won that match. And uh, top scorers, Fawad Alam getting 139, Rohail Nazir score scoring 100. And then with the ball in the first innings, Mohammad Abbas bowling very well. I think he took four wickets. And then in the second innings, Naseem Shah and Ahmad Bhatt both getting three wickets each. I think uh, that gives me a bit of promise to say, okay, Pakistan's A team, at least they're performing well in, under these conditions. And uh, let's hope the test matches do bring a bit more hope uh, for Pakistan. Just with regards to the test matches, I just wanted to mention, do you think there is anyone that you've seen who should be in that test match squad. So, like, uh, Ahmad Butt maybe, because he's an all-rounder. The bowling all-rounder, but he's an all-rounder. Do you think he should get a shot? Do you think Rahil Nazir comes in? I know he won't because Mohammad Rizwan is the, going to be the captain, at least for the first test, because of uh, Babar Azam's thumb. But what do you think of some of these players? Do you think they should get a chance in the, uh, the first test, especially when uh, Babar is injured? Well, it would be really frustrating if uh, Rahil Nazir comes in for Mohammad Rizwan. Because again, he sh he could have replaced him in the T20s maybe yeah. because he's, he's an aggressive player, Rohil Nazir. But that just shows that how inconsistent our selection committee is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't, I think Pakistan has a better chance of winning the limited over series than they have in the test matches. Yeah. But again, there would be the uh, new uh, different bowlers coming in, different batsmen coming in, and they, and you, as you said. The Pakistan A team is coming off a win, so they would have the confidence high. Fawad Alam would hopefully play. And uh, Ahmad Bhatt, I have seen a lot of him in the T20s. I've never really seen any of his performance in the uh, test matches or in the domestic cricket. I think he's a T20 specialist type of player. So yeah. I don't see him making a debut in the New Zealand tour, though. 
Okay. No, that, thank you for that. And just last Pakistan news, uh, Mohammad Amir has retired from international cricket. And actually, it's not the last Pakistan news, but I'll, I'll just talk about this first. So Mohammad Amir has retired from uh, international cricket. Uh, whatever reason that it might be, it's a career that's been cut short. I think he still probably has a lot more to give to Pakistan. Uh, but due to inconsistencies in his performance for Pakistan and even domestically, like he wasn't amazing in the LPL, but when he did bowl well, uh, th their team did well. So um, what are your thoughts? Do you think, I know, again, it's based on judgment and everything, but do you believe that he could have had a longer career uh, playing for Pakistan or do you think he's uh, past his prime? Well, firstly, it's another disappointing news. Uh, he was a great talent. He was regarded as next Wasim Akram. Wasim Akram rated him really high. Uh, but firstly, I don't think, uh, I couldn't really figure out from his uh, interview uh, that if he was uh, announcing retirement permanently or whether if the team management changes, he could come back. Because in some of his statements, he said that I don't only have a problem with the team management. And he was repeating it again and again. So maybe, just maybe, if the management changes, if the infrastructure changes, he could come back. Uh, but again, I think in this situation, both the sides, both the parties are to blame. Uh, you could say Amir has valid points uh, uh, regarding how he was treated. Uh, but that's, you know, something that uh, every player in Pakistan has to go through. It's not something new. The way Amir reacted really angered a lot of people in Pakistan because Amir's issue has always been more sentimental than anything else. Uh, people often say that Amir uh, shouldn't have come back in the first place. And if he came back, he, he should be a little more, uh, you know, he shouldn't be so much open whenever he talks. He, he just uh, tweeted a couple of times in which he was really sarcastic. People did not like that as well. So I think this issue could have ha been handled a bit better. But it's really disappointing, uh, and uh, hopefully he would reconsider his decision. Um, yeah, but really disappointing. Yeah, no, I think uh, one thing is, disappointing is a phrase we're using a lot in this conversation, but it's true because there's a lot of uh, disappointing things that have happened, uh, especially this, this past week or so. Um, right, last Pakistan news, I promise. There's a new chief selector in town, Mohammad Wasim. Um, there's finally announced who, who they're going for. Um, how much do you know about his selection or coaching style? Do you think uh, he, he's a good, good choice at the end of it? Well, I've seen a lot of him on PTV Sports. Uh, he used to be an analyst with Dr. Noman and Rashid Latif, Shoy Bakhtar, these uh, four, three of us. So I like the way he talked. But again, everybody talks really well. And the, the, the pattern I'm seeing in the last two, three years Whoever talks a lot on TV, he's been given a position in the PCB. You saw Muhammad Yusuf uh, is uh, the next one in line. People are talking about him getting a chance. And so uh, I don't know if they do it on purpose or they really get inspired by, by what they are saying. But uh, let's see how uh, he's got a contract till 2023. And we have got really uh, important tours coming next year. So whatever his future would be, I think it would be decided in the next few, a couple of years uh, before 2023. But again, as I mentioned in the first segment that uh, he would select players uh, based upon their performances on the domestic circuit. And it's been the pattern for the last four or five years that players perform well in the domestic circuit, but you know they become flops when they go on tours. So 
it it's a really tough task for him too because we've seen that the top performers how they are uh, playing abroad we saw abdullah shafiq he was the top performer lately haider ali and they're both uh, they're both failed uh, on the new zealand tour so i don't know let's see uh, all the best for him but uh, he's going to have a tough time by both uh, the media the fans and everyone so, yeah yeah uh, i think he definitely will have a tough time with uh, people like us also criticizing him at every small mistake that he potentially makes right and last for now at least is the lpl uh, we know the jaffna stallions won the lpl so congratulations daniel Uh, yeah, you win again. again. I won another uh, prediction bet. Well done. So I need to, you know, uh, give you a bigger gift in the next uh, yeah, few. Yeah, my, my first gift is also pending. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, bigger I gift, combined gift this time, Daniel. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> But it it was interesting to see because, as I said before, goal gladiators they only play well when Mohammad Amir does well. And again, same thing happened. Shoaib Malik played a really good forty yard. Uh, I think in this in this game, and Jaffna Stallions' new LPL champions. I think it was a decent tournament. At least the semi-finals and the final was very entertaining. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Yes, it's good that another league is uh, coming in now. Uh, I guess every country has their own leagues, yeah. uh, their Premier Leagues. So here it was a good tournament. Gulf Gladiators winning three matches and they win the final. So. Uh, people were a bit uh, frustrated the other teams and their fans were a bit frustrated but jaffna salians they they rose up to the occasion and the senior pros like shoaib malik tsara pereira played really well oh, yes. uh, so uh, i think it was a one sided final they won by 50 odd runs but it, overall it was a really good tournament congratulations to jaffna salians and we'll see it expand as the years go on but it was good it was refreshing and the competition was really good and it's good for both cricket and especially for sri lankan cricket you'll see new talent coming up and they're struggling they're going through a transition phase uh, since uh, sangakara jayawardne dilshan they've gone so it's good for sri lankan cricket too no definitely you you're completely right on that okay brilliant thank you very much daniel we'll see you shortly but uh, thank you for your time and uh, for everyone watching please do like share and subscribe please let Let us know what you thought about the news uh, segments we spoke about, and yeah, until next time, take care.